Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Zero Lift. You're joined by me, Ryan, and we're going to talk about all things motorsports, and that specifically applies to F1. I'm joined by two experts in driving cars fast, and they also operate other things, too. I'm joined by John and Lenny. Oh, you guys didn't think I was going to make it. I didn't think I was going to make it. Yeah, this is about to be a two-player episode. Now it's three. I, I almost didn't make it as well. I'm yeah. I'm fresh off the road. You guys are uh, definitely pulling it in here for the fans. Uh, we got to talk about things. I'm talking about my favorite stuff, which is F1. So uh, I, I guess I'm the expert in this episode again. That's terrifying. A uh, little bit, a little bit. But you you could, you could be the expert for this triple header. I think that's allowable. Yeah, uh, it's mostly just my sports yeah, background. I'm going to something else after this F1. I think I think three weeks of straight talking F1. It's going to bore most of our listeners, so like we, yeah. we have to come up with something new. Straight into oblivion. After after Monza. Yeah. But we got something. We got the Temple Speed next week. That'll be exciting. But this last weekend, we were in Zanverdort. We were in the Netherlands, the home of Max Verstappen, Super Max, Sir Max, uh, you know, all those sort of things. He is absolutely dominant. So let's get right into this race. That's what we're talking about this week. Um, so really overall, uh, qualifying, uh, once again, it's just completely domination of with, with Max here. Um, this weekend is another instance of him just completely showing how very, very good he is. And I, I had this thought actually while watching the race is that like Max has always been this good. He was just competing against like the most dominant car of all time. But if you look at where his standings were, he was almost always on the podium in a less dominant car. And now, after these regulations, Red Bull is completely kicking ass, and Max is just utilizing this car. We saw last week in Spa with his, his the top speed, the new uh, ice that he got, and everything like that. It's nuts. So getting into this race... <clears throat> um, Really, when you say ice, you mean internal combustion engine. Correct. Those of you listeners that don't follow, it's the the part of the engine that burns gas. Yes, it's not the MCU, uh, which is the part which is the electric hybrid part, which will be increasing in 2026. But that's a topic for another time. Uh, so really. <laughs> This was a great race. I don't know what you guys thought about it, but I thought it was a pretty solid race. And I don't know if it was... It was entertaining, super, super entertaining. Lenny, you've been in the Netherlands. John, you've been in the Netherlands. I have not. Is the is the like the mid-afternoon there sometimes just foggy like that? Because I thought that, like, I started watching, and I'm like, is it possibly going to rain this race? Or it just seemed like there was a constant, almost in-air fog rain look to most of the beginning of that race. The thing uh, the like maybe over by the coast it's like that, but... Not usually. The whole the, the, nation's by the coast. The weather in the Netherlands is legendarily garbage. Okay. It's always kind of damp and gloomy and cold. And uh, so, you know, Netherlands weather is just bad. Okay. Uh, the Netherlands okay. is gorgeous, but yeah. it's... It's, uh, it's kind of like Scotland in a way. Right, that's what I was going like, to say. Hey, yeah. Yeah, we had to give you bad weather because if we didn't, it would be too nice here. Too OP. Too OP. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Um, so that's, I mean, that's just Netherlands weather for you. Gotcha. And, and Zanvidorp's right on the coast, too. So, okay. So that makes sense. Now, so it wasn't a Ren that made this necessarily an entertaining race. Um, but we did have another kind of fiasco Ferrari situation going on. Uh, <laughs> Is anybody God. surprised? At no, this it's just the running meme joke of this season. And like, I, it is <laughs> nuts. So on lap. Yeah. If, at this point, they're like a self-fulfilling meme nuts. factory. And Binato's responses are great. just love it. awful. I mean, like if you think like toto wolf saying no michael no and like breaking his headphones and then the year after they start losing <laughs> complaining about red bull being dominant and a boring type of normal toto austrian bullshit Binato's like completely checked out of reality of how shit his team is doing it's just at another level and <laughs> he he like glossed over the yeah. pit fiasco in the in the post-race interview, yeah. he's and then he, he he kept commenting on the you know the pace of the car, the pace of the car being this and that, and I have to say that I think that they were having some overheating issues in the Ferrari, and so like yeah. that's a thing. So his background, so who knows? His background so like, is, is, yeah, an the, the is an engineer. Oh my gosh! So Bignado's background is an engineering nerd, so that makes he came from that side of basically Ferrari, and that that's where he came up in. So it makes sense that's where his focus is. He's just not good with doing all the insanity. And the pit fiasco we're talking about is lap 15 with Science, in which he spent 12.7 seconds in the pit lane because somebody forgot to bring out a fucking tire. Okay. And on top of that, not only did they forget to bring out a tire, they then were like, hey, we're going to just discard this uh, pick gun that we need to put the tire on a little bit to the side. Now, Zamador is particularly special in that it is a very, very short pit lane where everybody has room to pit. And to the point that you cannot double stack. And what that means is like, there's no holding zone. You cannot have two people come in right away after each other. And so Perez pits directly basically behind Ferrari uh, and is unable to get out because Sainz is still there from this 12.7 pit, pit stop and ends up going out finally right before Sainz does and running over the gut. Just insanity. Um, and for So there's a few things here that I want to point out. Okay. And you, you mentioned one of them is the pit situation in Zandvoort. Uh, the pit boxes are angled because the pit lane is so small and condensed from paddock to paddock. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so like you're right, the only team to to be able to double stack is Mercedes because they were the first ones in pit lane, just by you know nature of the beast here. So like that's just an advantage of them. Maybe next year you know it'll be some more Red Bull. But also, right. for those that don't know, the way that the pit order from basically entering the pit lane works in the paddock is the you go in order of what last year's constructor's place was. So you would have Mercedes, and then you would have Red Bull, and then you have Ferrari, for example, for the top three. So uh, with Mercedes being able to be at the very front, they can double stack in a way. They did this later in the race by – it's a very good timing, so it's not like, oh, man, Mercedes shouldn't be able to double stack because nobody else can – it was just margins and very F one E type of stuff for them to be able to do that. Um, totally, totally agree. But back to what I was saying here, uh, the second point being is that Ferrari made a late call uh, on that pit, like that pit call, 
and like that when i say late that's like last turn which is really close to the pit entry right and so the mechanics didn't have a lot of time to respond to the message that like was happening time now as the car is entering pit entry see pit I, lane entry you i know see the I mean? problem here i see what happened with ferrari so what happened was they called it basically as science is going close to the pit lane but because he wasn't overtaking somebody at that time and ignored the call, they didn't have time to get the tire. That's what happened. Okay, so if science had been trying to go overtake somebody, we would have been okay. Um, and that last turn at Zanvoort, too, is a very high-speed banked turn. So, uh, yeah, I think that the right. problem is— So, like, he was carrying a lot of speed. That like There's, there's not a lot of reaction time there. And yeah. so, like, that's, that's a fault, again, on Ferrari pit lane. Uh, for you know, another weekend sleeping at the wheel of, of their pitch strategy, like just nuts. it's just so great. Like I don't, it's it's just so much content. I can't wait to see Drive to Survive next year. Like yeah. it, it's it's going to be with Ferrari. It's got to be with Ferrari oh my, every uh, weekend, right? Man, they, God. They had to adjust. No, I'm not watching it's, and Drive to Survive anymore. I'm not watching Drive to Survive anymore. Oh, whatever, you yeah. little Max fan girl. No, no, it's not about one. Max has the same disposition I have to, which is if you actually are an F1 fan and follow F1 and you listen to this podcast and you listen to other F1 podcasts and you watch YouTube podcasts, there's enough in-season drama that you don't need a hyper-sensationalized shit. Now, while I agree that if you want to get into F1, watch Drive to Survive. It's a great way to learn and an introductory kind of like binge watch sort of all-in-one-place sort of thing. It was an awesome way for me to get into this into this sport. However, once you're in the sport, especially at like my level, dude, there's so much drama going on during the season, and then the off season when like Drive to Survive comes out, you're already there's already so much other drama going on. Like I don't need to rehash the drama I literally watched happen live. It's unnecessary for me. So, I, anyways, I digress. So basically, <clears throat> I'm gonna watch it because I can't wait to see what they capture on Ferrari. Yep, I love Drive to Survive. Yeah. All right, F what y'all talking about? I'm Whatever. gonna watch Drive to Survive. Whatever. It's a great I, show. I, I, I tried this last season. I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, I'm that hipster. Whatever. I'll be a hipster. Um, so you also have um, Lulu and Perez had a pretty good battle um, around lap 36, oh 37. And it was great because Checo basically is trying to get overtake by Lulu, uh, does his maximum Checo, maximum shake. Uh, even though he locks out, he still is Minister of Defense. Then next lap, Lulu ends up passing him, but at the same time he's passing him, Vettel is exiting the pit lane with blue flags. <laughs> Start the rage of Lewis for this entire. I don't rest. think he got. I don't think he got blue flags until like turn three or four. And so, so like you come out into turn. There was some two. time. You come. So two things on this. Uh, if you go. And this is another thing with a lot of fans. I don't think they have F1 Pass where you can go and like watch POV from the driver's side and hear every single radio call. But the radio call message from uh, Vettel's engineer was that he is coming out basically into this traffic and is in blue flag. And so if you listen to the race highlights, they're saying, oh, they don't know where they are from their blue flags or not. Vettel did. Um, but it's very difficult into turn two and three of Zanvort to get out of the way. And then even then, the narrow margin over the hill at turn four and down into turn five where Vettel eventually moved out of the way 
it's really hard to maintain any sort of racing pace with other people where you are in the lap and also get out of the way for those other two guys. It's very narrow and high. It's just a complicated area to kind of get out of the way. Um, so wait, for those of you that don't understand blue flags <laughs> is a flag that you give a racer. That means you have a guy that's faster than you coming up behind you for pace and you need to give way to him and let him go. You're so in like coming. Yeah. There's a race going on, but you're not a part of it. Um, you're in P15, so basically. Yeah, so and they're in P1 Vettel's coming out of the pits, and you got the P1, P2 guy coming by. And so they blue flag Vettel saying, hey, dude, when you exit the pits, be mindful of these guys you need to let by. Just, I just wanted to give black background clarification. So keep continue. What happened? So, I, I, and this is one of those kind of racer discussions where obviously... I'm out here just shilling information about turns that nobody's going to understand. <laughs> I mean, but like you guys have been on racetracks, obviously more than I have, because I have been on racetracks zero amount of times. I'm just a freaking nerd. <laughs> uh, I'm just a nerd that I understand. I, I've done the sim racing. I understand this stuff very well. I can speak from it, right? Uh, Lenny and John have been on racetracks. So let's say you guys are in Vettel's position and you're basically on a circuit that really doesn't allow you to get out of the way while also still being competitive with where you are in the race. I mean, what, what do you do there? You travel at pace until it's safe to be overtaken. Yep. That's it. Yep. I mean, I mean, it's as simple as you just, you just hit a straight and you go from a hundred percent to 80 or 90% throttle. Like right at the, at the margins and the speeds those guys are moving. That is far enough to get, to let someone buy. Um, you know, so like, yeah, if, you, if you're getting dumped out, like in the middle of a fast, you know, corner that like has a groove that you really can't take at any kind of speed unless you're like in the line and stuff, like you can just take it. Yeah. And then eat, or you can even like not power all the way out of it. Um, all you got to do is come off a little bit. Well, and so Zanvort's very difficult because you basically dump out at turn two which is a, a pretty slow speed chicane that doesn't have a lot of room or not. It's just a, it's, a, it's just a slow turn. And then three is a banked turn. And then like you basically have to guess high or low because both are advantageous and you got two people right behind you that are basically hauling ass and trying to overtake each other with Lewis and just now overtaking Perez, but now Perez is going to try to keep with him. And then turn four and, and you saw that's exactly what happened is right. where uh vettel went high and so did lewis and prez went low and almost re overtook lewis in uh yes. out of that turn um and then you have turn four which is not really a turn kind of turn up a hill um it's a blind turn and then he finally got out of the way so i mean like uh, or, I'm sorry. So five is the kind of sh short turn. Six is the hill. And that's kind of where he moved. So like, I think he did the right thing, but it's just funny that Lewis, who's the seven time world champion and sir, and all this other garbo that these Lewis fans yarb about him. Oh my God. Shouldn't he be you aware of it? I, I, you, 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 as, as you point, it's funny you point that out because like I've, you just told me about some stuff and I, I've been looking at the Twitter sphere since then. And like the Lewis Hamilton conspiracy theory fans, like on another, they're toxic some shit right now. They're toxic. Man. What are they, the, what are they talking about? The, the Red Bull chief strategist, Hannah, I, I don't know her last name. 
but they're like saying some disparaging stuff about it. I'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah. here for it. Yeah, and, and like all in the name of like saying that she told AlphaTauri team to take one for yes, we're actually you just know, there. for the win right essentially to like yes. what? Yes, we're right there. Okay, so this starts the disparity. This this Perez overtake Vettel blue flag starts the the, the issues of Lewis. You should know better because. I sort of said what the hell you guys said, being actual people who have been in a race car. Lewis, you've been in a race car longer than all three of us combined times like five, bro. Wait, what are what is your what is your complaint with what Lewis did? Because he did. because he started griping yeah, about these. so he was griping on the radio about Vettel basically blocking him. But Vettel was doing what you guys are saying is which is I'm just trying to stay at pace as much as I can and then get the fuck out of the way as soon as possible. But it is unsafe for me to do so in these turns. It just happened that my like timing out of the pit lane was not the best or advantageous for Lewis. It just just so happened he came out and like coming around turn one and coming out of the pit lane. It's blind to Vettel. Like do you slow out of the pit lane to the point that you let those guys go before you? Do you see a blue flag coming out? It's that sort of thing where it's like, I, I don't know. It was just strange that like, yeah, I can understand in the moment in a race car, I'm going to be pissed too that like some guy's blue flagging in front of me. But it's just like, I don't know. I feel like you should know better if you've been in a race craft for that long and you're, you're that much of an experienced pilot. Uh, I mean, people getting blue flags not getting out of the way immediately yeah. is annoying. Sure. It's real annoying. That makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you, I, you're getting hung up on it. I know. Sure anyways, anyways. So what 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 uh, Lenny was talking about? So that was thirty six, thirty seven. So in lap forty four through forty seven, we had some drama over at AlphaTauri, and no, it didn't have to do with Gasly. It had to do with Yuki Tsunoda. So Yuki stops uh, basically due to the fact that he felt there was some sort of tire wobble. He stopped in a safe location. He basically was like, my car doesn't feel right and didn't want to have some sort of major accident, so decided to stop. Um, he eventually comes into the pit and gets some weird action going on by the pit crew. I don't know if he what was going on. They checked to make sure the tire was on. Everything looked fine. Um, he then came back out. Uh, but during this period, there were, uh, it was just a lot of like, what's going on? Is this car good? Is it not? And then at 47, eventually we have Yuki stopping uh, because of a rear differential. So would a rear differential being broken make it feel like his front left tire is wobbly? That part confused me. Can you guys fill me in there? I mean, he could have just misdiagnosed what was wrong. Okay. Well, no. so so this goes back to what I was trying to talk about earlier, and and you you stuck to to some stupid Lewis Hamilton bit. (laughs) Um, fair I'm enough. Really <laughs> fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the the well, like you stuck on the wrong Lewis Hamilton bit, right? Yeah. And so, like the Lewis Hamilton fans are saying that Hannah, the chief strategist at Red Bull, Hannah, uh, I also forget her name. I haven't looked it up. Sorry, mm-hmm. Hannah, uh, for your last name. But like she, they're saying she, like, told the AlphaTauri team to that Yuki Tsunoda's car was broken and, and like to create a virtual safety car or a safety car sort of situation to save Max uh, the win and to limit Lewis's first win of the season, which he has yet to do, uh, which would break his streak. And I think that would also break the longest streak of 
of a His driver career. winning at least one race in every season. Uh, but that's like totally besides the point. That's like what they're the fans, the Lumu fans are saying. Uh, I think it's, I think the car was broken, and Yuki, who is a professional race car driver, knew it before the team did. Yeah. Uh, or like the data wasn't showing. It seems to be the the case. Uh, what I think the right conversation to be talking about here, uh, and I think the FIA should be looking into it, is the fact that Yuki said that the car something was wrong with the car. Uh, the team before he went into the pit said that no, the car's fine. They went and came into the pit anyway after he had stopped on the track, right? And so, like, uh, I think Yuki's uh, seatbelts were loosened because he thought something was wrong with the car. He's about to retire ah, while he's on the side of the track. Okay. okay. And so, like, you 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 said uh, before we we hit record, like they were giving him a hand job. Yeah, right. So what sure. they were doing is is tightening his seatbelt. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay, so basically the, he was trying to do like a bailout and then like they had to retighten it so he could go basically racing again. Yeah, he thought he thought uh, he felt a tire was unseated or unfit, un- not fitted. Uh, like it did, and, you know, it did unseat itself from the rim? Some Something like that, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> Turned out to be a rear differential thing. So, like, anyway, the, the car was, was there was something wrong with it. But they changed the tires anyway and sent him back out. I think the conversation that we all should be having here is, like, the team didn't listen to the driver. And, uh, like, in a possibly really unsafe situation, sent him back out into the track. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, well... Alphatari is not because doing I mean at the end of the day at the end of the day there, there was something wrong with the car and he the driver felt something way before the data did yeah data showed I mean that's 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 some deep level topic then because you're talking about modern era heavy data F1 versus like what if Ayrton Senna said something was wrong with the car or uh, Mansell or something like that right pre heavy data driven f1 but at the end of the at the end of the day like the driver's the guy out there risking his ass and yes like like you can you can go back to the garage and you can look at it and you can figure out if he was in his head or if something was actually wrong or whatever but like in the moment like what the driver like you're there to support the driver period the only reason there's a pit crew, the only reason there's mechanics, like the only reason any of the rest of the team exists is to support the driver. Period. Dot. End of discussion. Right. And so, like, before you have a opportunity to really figure it out, like you can tell the driver, like I don't see anything, and then he can make a decision whether he's comfortable trusting that or not. But like at the end of the day, like you're there for the driver. End of discussion. Nobody else's life is on the line. Yep, totally agree. And and I and I think Alphatari made a huge misstep there in their judgment, and that that should be looked into. I feel like Maybe I it's should a fine, you know, disagree. talking to, but like that that's that's a line I think that uh, we shouldn't be crossing. Uh, you know, for a sport. Uh, I want to disagree for the sake of conversation. Um, What's your point? I mean, for me, it would be the fact that, like, 
it's hard for me to fully disagree. I just want to like do like a sidebar disagree. Because you're right. I mean, like <laughs> because what, what is a sidebar disagree? Please enlighten. Because us. it's not a full disagreement. It's it. I'm I'm mostly I agree with like the pilot and the F1 driver safety is the key, right? But however, the support staff is not there because of the driver. The driver is just a the player in the sports team, right? Injuries to players happen. Okay. The support staff and everything around that player is also pivotal. Uh, I'm thinking like NBA, like if you go for a dunk and you break your leg, like, yeah, we're all there because the player's there and it sucks and you're gonna probably not win the championship if you're like dude gets injured. I get that. But it's also like, look at Ferrari. The pit crew needs to do their fucking job. Otherwise, no matter how good Charles Leclerc and fucking smooth operator are, if they forget a fucking tire, we're going to have problems here, operator. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but what I'm saying is they're there to support the driver. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Like The driver decides to pit. It's just a, you're it, on deck. The driver says, I'm not coming in. You're ready for when he decides to. Yeah, we'll like, get to that in a second. If you tell too. the driver to pit and he says, and he says, no, screw you. I'm staying out for another lap. Like that's the end of this. Right. That was science in France. Um, like you don't argue with them on the radio. Like, right. But that, that, that's what I'm getting at. Is, okay. Is like, that's. So you're like, saying Alpha yes, Tower. Right. They're all important. They're all pivotal. You need them all. But like. Alpha Tower should have listened to Yuki and they should have just said, okay, bring it in. And then just retire the car. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Because in the, in, well, at the end of the day, he was right. There was something wrong with the Here's the, the fact of the matter. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, also, you have, for clarification, we have Hannah Schmitz is the Red Bull <laughs> Thank you, Hannah Schmitz. Yes. For, for the, that's the head strategist for Red Bull. And I've got... Uh, I've got Lewis Hamilton stands up. This is a, this is also a clickbait sort of, it's just titles. I haven't read the article, but the Lewis Hamilton stands up for Hannah Schmitz as Red Bull strategist falls victim to online bullying by team mm-hmm. LH44. And so like you had, when the athlete is telling his fan base that they're being toxic, when, when, when the athlete is telling their fan base that they're being toxic, it's just not great. Okay. So let's move on. So basically, don't be toxic, LH44 fans. Yeah, that's that's wild, and that's so totally ridiculous. It's insane. Like you guys, can, and then you—they're just—they're bad. They've been bad to Max. They've been these Lewis Hamilton fans are out of control. That's what. We'll so, continue. so let's so go on the situation, This yeah, this Yuki situation creates a virtual safety car uh, at the end of all of this, and uh, but then we uh, then people pit. Under this virtual safety car, they do, uh, particularly uh, Lewis Hamilton, and that's uh, when the double George stack Russell. happened. So that's when ju- the the only double stack that that could happen in the race happened, and so like Mercedes played that very well, I think. Yes, uh, in their timing, and so they're both on the the mediums. Medium. Verstappen also pitted uh, under that under that VTC VSC, excuse me, VSC for uh, hards. <laughs> yeah, uh, for hards. Now, this was on uh, lap 49. Right. And so coming into lap 55, we have a we go from a full we go from a VAC to a full safety car because Bottas having a Ferrari engine, um, he had a failure because that's what happens. Um, and he had this right basically at the breaking point of turn 1. 
And I, this is another one of those, I have zero laps on racing, you guys have more type of situation. Uh, Science was going to pass Ocon at this point. And from the POV of Science, and that is from the um, front wing anyways, he was right on Ocon and could basically not see anything trackside. And then when he goes to pass him, he sees Botas in the yellow flag. He ends up getting a five-second penalty for this. I find that strange because from at least the perspective of the cameras, he had no visual on the yellow flags. And it was just kind of a weird situation where it's like, you have to slow down, but he did not slow down enough. Basically, go, oh, yellow flag, I got to screw my overtaking. I basically have to sacrifice that sort of situation, I guess. Or do you just power through? Because it's just strange to me. Like, because yellow flag means like basically a car's off the track. And so like safety wise, should he have just basically hit the brakes essentially and said, oh, I'm not overtaking Ocon now? It was a double yellow. Okay. Was it not? Explain. Because the car was on track. Yeah, so explain what a yellow versus a double yellow is, Lenny. Uh, I don't know. Because I just know there's yellow flags and there's red flags. I don't know. If yeah, you... I'm not. I'm not sure what you mean by double yellow. Like, were there two incidents but, on the track? Yeah, the, there's there's incidents where they wave one yellow flag, which uh, I'm shooting off the cuff here, means that. Uh, there you have to slow down, like it's, a, it's the regular yellow flag. I think the double yellow means no overtaking, super reduced in speed, something of the sort. Okay, I'm sure someone's gonna correct me. Uh, yeah, on I'm media working on it as fast no, as humanly you're right, possible. You're right, you're right. They do have a double yellow, yeah. Uh, so that's a new one to me. I've, so I've never been on the track. If they wave two yellow. flags at the same time, overtaking prohibits due to danger on the track, speed reduction is required. So basically, yeah. But my question the difference is, is sing, single yellow is an off-track danger. Double yellow is an on-track danger. Gotcha. There so, it is. So my Thank question you. is, this might be different because of our of our actual camera shot we're seeing of this particular instance. But like, the second you see a yellow or double yellow flag at literally the main straight and you're going 200 miles per hour, do you just have to slam on the brakes essentially type of thing? I mean, what does no. that look like? Yep. And you saw no. that later. You, John you saying no. Later. Later saying yes. No, you don't slam on the brakes. Well, yeah, if it's a <laughs> not for a yellow. If it's a double yellow. No, yellow means overtaking is prohibited. That is the only specific regulation with a yellow flag is you don't overtake. So you're in the process All, of overtaking. You just stop overtaking. It's pole position. Okay. Yeah, or like if you're, you know, if you're already, let's say, you know, his, you're overtaking in his front tire is like amidships, then he's supposed to just kind of give way and hold spot. Okay. Okay. So it was kind but, of but weird. Overtaking just means like, Hey, be careful. Yeah. Or sorry. Yellow. Yellow just means, Hey, be careful. Right. No. Like if, if you go hitting the brakes or like doing something drastic on a yellow, you're going to cause a crash. Well, and that's my, but my thing is, is that like in this situation, sciences basically can't see the yellow flag possibly sees the yellow flag, but he's already like at, the point of passing Ocon, they're close. And like, you're in a car yeah. going that fast. How are you going to see if, am I really ahead of him or not? You know what I mean? Like, there's just. No, I got it. I, <sighs> I, if I was in that situation, I would just finish what I was doing. Right. And I, that's that science did. And he got a five second penalty. And that's why well, I'm like, I mean, eh. that's just, yeah. you know, sometimes the regulations and the decisions they make piss people off. And yeah, that's, that's just kind of, it could go either way. Gotcha. 
All right. So well, so that that creates an actual safety car because that's on the straight, the front straight, uh, and so everybody has to go through pit lane, that's, and so there's a safety car. That's lap two. Right, and this creates an opportunity, and like this is just a few. This is just like five, five or so laps after uh, George, Lulu, and Max uh, came into the pits and changed their out. Uh, you know, George and Lulu for the mediums and Max for the hards. I say that, I remind people because over the radio, George said that he was losing grip on the mediums within like five laps, which either means that like the track conditions had uh, increased in temperature so dramatically, you know, in that time, or that the pace that he was trying to, you know, catch Max and Lewis at were, you know, that tremendous. They might because or bad tires possibly. They might have been used tires. So like uh, were they used tires? They could have also been that. But he says he wants the socks. And like that's also a last minute call. And and George calls it, right? And so like Lewis stays out on these new mediums again and like I'm sure he's having some flashbacks PTSD, PTSD for sure. <laughs> everybody behind him is pitting for softs because Max is also pitting for softs here in, in this moment Max already and did so like Max pitted oh, immediately yes. so this this pit lane entry was lap two of the, of like four of the safety car so Max pitted immediately under safety car because uh, he learned that that's what you do last year and end up getting a championship for it and why didn't Lewis pit because Lewis, he... Lewis doesn't pit under safety cars um I don't know why he just chooses not to just a strategy call no. not to do it. yeah I think it's it's well yeah it's he a was strategy in call. at the time and so like yeah it, it was actually if, fine if he the had... number one person if the person in front of you pits you don't pit you stay out and then you try to you know oh, win the yeah. race on that uh, so basically Max was in first Lulu was in second George was in third Max pat pitted for softs and then that was the first lap of the full safety car. So then you have Lewis, George, Max, medium, medium, soft. After one lap, George goes, nah, dog. I watched the last year in Abu Dhabi and Lewis getting ram-fucked by Max Verstappen. I don't want this. My tires are going <laughs> bad. Quotation marks, folks that can't see me. As he's coming into the last turn. And somehow Mercedes, with two less pit entries can get their tires all found unlike Ferrari earlier in this race and he switches the softs so now the buffer that Lewis Hamilton needed just like he had Bottas for seven freaking years almost and Nico Rosberg who did beat him once uh, he didn't have a buffer anymore of a teammate to save him George Russell now goes into third position so coming out of the safety car we have Lewis Hamilton who didn't pit under safety car and didn't learn his lesson last year in Abu Dhabi Max oh Verstappen God. on softs and George Russell on softs now at this point. Okay. And then the most beautiful, gorgeous thing happened. Don't Max, don't, don't doubt how good of a driver Max is. Holy shit. Holy shit. So you can just watch it live. You don't need to get into telemetry data. You don't need to be such a nerd that I am. When you basically restart from a safety car you as the first driver choose when to start basically one or two turns back depending on the circuit but you as the second driver are not allowed to overtake until the next lap begins aka at the actual line right at the finish line at the finish line when when you can overtake 
Max was pretty much already ready to overtake Lewis Hamilton and to turn one out of the safety car because he was on softs because he learned last year, you pit under safety car, Lewis. Seven championships. <laughs> fucking, it's the car. Anyways, so. It's a strategy. It's not. Uh, yeah, 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 okay. It's Bono's fault. It's Bono's Hamilton, fault. Right? It's Bono's fault. Whatever. Let's blame Bono and you too. And like, no, let's no, go no. listen to Bloody last, last year. Okay. This is, and this is why Lewis Hamilton has seven championships because he like he relies and trusts the team to make the right strategy oh, call and you know it not for seven consecutive oh, years they did they you're made the right me. strategy call don't we're good me. don't softball me right now don't softball me Lenny. Lenny. Uh, this is kind of Lenny. i saw a meme and, Lenny. and so like i'm gonna credit, i'm gonna credit the internet here but like there's a, a malcolm in the middle Yep. Sort of uh, meme yep. of kind of like the little little brother saying, you know, yep. the future is now, old man, move over. That's what George Russell did, I, I think. To, <laughs> I posted that in our like, Discord. I'm pretty sure, by the way. Uh, so oh, maybe, maybe that's where I'm getting it yeah, from. Yeah, okay. so, but but here's the thing, Lewis oh, buddy. In, is has entrusted the oh, team buddy. to make the right call, oh, and buddy. like you're about to they, get, you're setting yourself George, up. Tie the hands. Just stop. Just tied stop. Hands. Just stop. Please stop. <laughs> just anyways i'm gonna get back to lewis hamilton having a meltdown in a minute and how he gives little shits about his fucking team so max verstappen coming into, into basically right is already over ready to overtake lewis and we changed regula- regulations from last year as to where you could be you can't be like side by side literally you have to be fully behind your opponent coming out of a safety car max does that this time and then literally lets off just enough, like a millisecond on the telemetry data. If you watch it live, there's a picture on the internet. It'll be on our Discord, Zero Lift Podcast. We'll probably put it on the Instagram for this because it's such a beautiful shot. He pauses just before the line and then accelerates again and overtakes Lewis Hamilton into turn one. And basically, immediately by turns two and three, Lewis Hamilton is cussing his team out. He is telling them how it's all their fault. They suck. They're the worst. I, I, I there's I there's so many memes I found of it. It's it's wonderful. And I was not only did yeah, he's blessed. Not he's Lewis he's blessed. blessed. He, I know they blessed him. <laughs> I love that one. So look, not only did not only did my not only did my guy Max Verstappen just just lay the hammer on Lewis again, and there's shit strategy calls from Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton is losing his mind. He was already, as I preempted earlier, losing his mind when Vettel screwed him over in a blue. He's just, he's not, that's why I'm like, dude, Lewis Hamilton, your fans are just like you, right? You can say after the fact that, oh, you condone oh, them. Oh my God, like, you are such a baby. Ah, like, uh, yeah. No, anyways. So what are you talking about, bro? Lewis, Lewis, dude, the fans follow those that are like, that. anyways. Um, so, you're a fan of somebody that's somewhat like you. That's that's the way that the, the you're you're a philosophy guy. You know how that shit goes. You 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 idealize and you give me the look. Whatever. I'll carry on and keep talking F one instead of getting into philosophy. So basically, Lewis loses his mind. He does not care about his team. He shits on the strategist. He shits on Mercedes. He he is very much the type of guy that will just berate the team uh, because they made the bad call. Which is just interesting. Whereas George, George, you have like ten years of Lewis just getting nope on in front of a camera or on the podium or on the radio talking about uh-uh. thank you team couldn't have done it without you team 
Winnie's winning. Team. Winnie's winning. Winnie's winning. Well, sorry, you have no other fucking data points. Yes, I do. If I'm doing anything yes, like I do. That. <laughs> yes, I do. And if we're going to be really finite in, in, in what Lewis Hamilton is saying, he's saying today they screwed him over. Today yes. they fucked him over. Yes. Okay? Yes. It's yes. not like... Uh, you guys have always been fucking me over. No, no. You guys have always I, been screwing me over. Correct. Okay. Correct. Right. So like, I, let's let's be a little. I get it. A little fair here. I'm telling in you. In the though, moment, and that's a little. That's a little bit of a, of, of a, a tragedy here. I'm gonna seal the mic for me here. I'm kind of because Lewis like, does now shit. nowadays with, with with this new exposure and this new radio access, uh, yeah, no you know, joke. on the F1 app. Even you know, you know things happen. You. In the heat of battle, I you know, and, and things are said, and you know, emotions are felt. Yep. And that's, I feel that's, that's a little unfair to take it so serious Hold on. In, in what he said there. I, I, you could just say that, like, he, we, we could jest about it, but like, I feel like you're, you're really no. taking it here. Because here's why. Because here's why. Because the high emotional strain makes sense, and I get it. You're in the moment, you're emotional. But the problem is, is that you got the data points that John you requested. If you go back to any L that Lewis Hamilton takes, especially when it's close, and you look at his post race interviews, let's say he gets three on the podium, or if he's like P14 or something lower, and you look at the not post podium interview sort of stuff, like the pre podium, he will always basically put it on the team. He never goes, Yeah, I drove like shit. He, he's not very apt to do that. And so, like, for me, that's my concern. Um, it is it is what it is. I'm shitting has on Lewis. Max, has, has Max ever said yes. that he's, he's yep. doing like shit? Yes. Yes, he has. Name, name the race. Um, I'll go find one and I'll post it on our Discord. Like, literally every race this season, Lewis has been like, uh, you know, I just want to thank the team, but, like, I just didn't have the pace today. Yeah. You know, I just couldn't bring it home. I like, I don't, what are you talking about? He's been doing this all season. He's, yeah, I just didn't have it today. Yeah. yeah, good drive by my teammate, George. He's uh, he's really figuring it out. He but does I just figure didn't it have out. it today. He passes him. I just... I- I just I think it's hysterical how you like will like pick like Nico Rosberg if oh. one trick pony just has a lucky year and <laughs> yes. you're still talking yes. about his I love I, I do the Nico thing to be I do the Nico thing to be Chico. I, and I, nobody likes Nico Rosberg more than Nico Rosberg. No by shit. The way. That guy is a pompous ass. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. I think that meme and that general like dynamic of Nico and his bullshit is is just whack and hilarious. So anyway, I also I also love how you're just like singing Max's genius from the high heavens. But like, what was it was it last year when like Lewis crashed at the start, pulled into the pit to get new bodywork, started from P15, and still won with a 10 second right. lead? And you're not calling him a genius? Yeah. Like, so then, what was last week in Spa with Max starting in P14? It's called the car. Yes, he is a great driver, but most of last week was the car because the Red no! Bull was so dominant. No, yes, it just, is. Max is a great it, driver. You know what? It's really funny that you bring up the car in this in in this conversation because I think Mercedes is going to end up P two uh, in the oh, constructors absolutely. championship. They are. And let's, let's, For so, sure. So let's let's wrap they've, this up. They've developed the car throughout this season, and you yeah, know what? Right. They're coming out with a faster car. You called it, and, and I'm agreeing. They're going to be them. a threat. Here's why. Let's let's get let's break this down. So basically, the rest of this plays out with yeah. George, break it down and then wrap this up. Okay. So George Russell passes Lulu on lap 64. Charles passes Lulu on lap 66. Huzzah to everybody. We have a Max, 
George, uh, uh, Charles podium. It's beautiful. George looked like he was crying the whole time on the podium because P2 is the highest he's ever gotten. I love that guy. I hate that guy. I'm on the fence with George. I, I, I don't want to shit on him. I, I seriously, I, I no, And I've always been George, George, I I'm love hate with a guy. I'm love hate with a guy. I think, I think him, uh, making the decision again, like sans a team, you know, uh, analysis yeah. on the softs is something that's like a, a bit selfish yeah. considering I everything. Like I like him. Listen, 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 listen. And Crofty made a good point, uh, live on, on the broadcast there. Uh, Mercedes was never really going to win this race. No. Okay. They're never in the max was always going to win. Always. Okay. But, but there was a world, there was a reality where there was a two, a, a two, three Mercedes on the podium. Correct. Okay. And George threw that away because of a selfish, George. selfish, selfish decision. No, how did he throw That's... that away? Because because he didn't st- because, because he didn't it, play it, a botox. Lewis out there. He didn't play yeah. botox. Uh, he didn't and play that's botox. His, and that's his role. That's that, no. Remind you, that's who's the role. number two driver right now? It is it's not George. No, it's not. It's George. It's Lewis Hamilton. But listen, okay. I'm going to put the tin. I was going to wrap this up. Hat okay. on you, okay. Right, I guess. No, yeah. I'm going to put going. the tinfoil hat on you because the number one driver at Mercedes is still Lewis Hamilton. Nope. Let's be real. He's no, a seven time champion. It is. No. He, you can't say that Lewis Hamilton hey. is a number two champion. Who's number, number two four in points? Okay. Let's, let, let me wrap it this does, up. It I'll doesn't you. matter. Nope. Yes, it does. Lewis is the number one. John, can you back me up here? Look, dude. Yeah, Lewis isn't. Lewis, Lewis is not dethroned in Mercedes yet. You, first you, you of can, all, you can. I mean, yes. Is George doing better than Lewis this year? Yes, but the the machine that is Mercedes has not pivoted from Lewis it being is the right primary now. driver. It's, it's literally at the apex of the turn right this moment. It's at the. I mean, it might, but it wasn't for the race. Let me explain you something, okay? It wasn't for the race. Let me wrap this up. So after after we have this beautiful podium, George Russell, like I said, I'm on the fence with him if I like him or dislike him. Here is He's a great guy. Here is He's where, a great guy. Here, let me explain to you how dominant Max is this season. Oh my God, we don't care. <laughs> we know. I'm gonna explain, and I'm gonna explain why George Russell is the oh, number one we're, driver. We don't care. Now I'm gonna cut you off here. Oh, we're, man, we're, I'm we're trying to wrap Russell. up again. For Max. We don't care about the Max, Max things. Max, what, what Max, about George? Max, Max, Max. What is it about George? Here's the deal. What is... Yeah. Max Verstappen is 310 it... points. Charles Leclerc has 201. And Sergio Perez has 201. Those are your top three right now in the Drivers' Championship. Max is way out of the water. If you removed him, 201, 201, and number four is George Russell at 188. Carl Sainz at 175 is number five, and number six is 158. Lewis Hamilton. If you no, remove, nobody's him, debating how great Max yes, is. I know that. I'm just pointing out. We just want you to. Are you saying? Look, we just want you to take I, his wiener out of your mouth I, for a second. I'm explaining all. something to you. I'm explaining something to you. If you remove Max's dominance, two, three, four, five, six are really competitive between everybody else and the remainder of the top three both Ferrari and also George Lewis. It's it's great. Now, if we look at, if we look at like Red Bull racing, Ferrari, Mercedes, when it comes to the constructor championship, Red Bull racing has 511. Ferrari has 376 and Mercedes has 346. If somehow Ferrari fixes their shit, they probably won't. They might be able to maintain P2. 
But if the consistency of George Russell that he has had all season, which is putting him in the apex turn to take over at Mercedes as Lewis Hamilton slowly loses his shit, right? I think I agree with Lewis. I agree. Oh, Jesus. God, you're this guy. Who is this guy? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I want you to finish, but you're saying shit so wrong. How? Like on such a, <laughs> a, a, a terrible perspective. Okay, give you're me totally it. missing the point here. What? Like uh, Lewis. Lewis has been driving a very fast-paced car in the last few races. Yes, yes, he's been unlucky. No, nope. but George is better. Uh, it, it, it just that's just how the cards lay out in the in the end of it. But like, you have to realize that. Uh, it's like a, a a snowball effect sometimes, especially with Lewis. Yeah. Um, that uh-huh. you know, and he's still scoring points. Who's P four like, right now? Missing it, that for who's you, P- like, I'm not missing any points. He's still scoring points. He's still scoring. Who? Lewis is still scoring points. Yes, George is outscoring him in that respect. But like, you can't say that out of one half season, like a half a season, no, we're past half. Uh, now, George is as of. Okay, a little bit over half a season. George has dethroned a seven-time world championship down, uh, contender Lenny. at Mercedes. Like, Lenny. you're totally hot. Lenny. Look what? at you. No, you are, but... Uh, <laughs> look at you. Yeah, look at me, the guy who's not high. Uh, I'm looking at the data points here, and George Russell has been more consistent this whole season, and on top of that is generally vibing and snowballing in a way that I think he's going to be more successful. He is learning quickly. He put in the Maybe. work at Williams. He put in the work at Williams, dude. Lulu got to join top tier. I'm not, I'm not debating Mercedes. that. Uh, uh, hold on. Lulu got to join top tier, oh, well, second top tier level McLaren, okay, next to Kimi Räikkönen and the Iceman, and then moved on to, yeah, okay, these guys are telling me to yab on. Look, my point is, is that, it's been a good season so far. I think George Russell is, is making good calls. I think that despite my hatership of, of Lewis Hamilton, I still think George is doing a great job. I think that Ferrari, hopefully maybe I'm not, I'm not saying he's not, Yeah, but you're saying that he's dethroned him and he's now the number one driver and Lewis Hamilton, seven time world championship, uh, champion. Lewis Hamilton is the number two driver at Mercedes. Yes. I'm just saying that you're off your yes. rocker. Here's what's going to happen. This season's going to be the rest of the season's going to be a fight. They're going to yes. go into the off they're going to go into the off season. Be good. They're either they're either going to rejock Lewis is going to meditate and go to Nepal for a while. Yeah. And he's either going to come back next season and be in contention or after next season, you're right and he will step down. Right. I'm not saying he'll necessarily quit, but he won't be the primary show at Mercedes. Oh, yeah. So but what I'm saying is Mercedes went into this season, all of their eggs and their effort behind making Lewis number one. They're not just going to come right off that. We're in the apex of George Russell taking over Mercedes. Okay, okay, but that's that. That's not how the team is going to... No, gonna... no, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying we're in the apex. Okay. Pivot immediately. I, fine, I'll pivot. I'll pivot. Fine. Lulu's still in control of Tona Wolf and everything at Mercedes, right? But, no, I mean, Lenny was right. Russell should have yes. blocked. Russell should have blocked. But that, he doesn't have to. There's no team, team right orders. Now. There's no team orders. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm just saying if he was thoughtful. If there was team Checo, orders. Checo would have blocked. Checo would have blocked. But Checo. Thank you. And Botas would have blocked. But has Sainz blocked? Botas would have blocked. Sykes, Sykes would have blocked. Yes. 
But you know what, George Russell? That's why you got to be on the fence with this guy. He's, it's at the apex of taking over. Hey, look, here's the deal. Tell us your thoughts on Twitter, Zero Left Podcast. Tell us your thoughts on Instagram, <laughs> Zero Left Podcast. Join our Discord of Zero Left Podcast. I blow up our F1 chat on the regular. Come and, I love discussing F1, okay? Find me there. Find Lenny yeah. there. Find John there. This has been our F1 episode on Zandvoort, the Netherlands. Next week, we're going to the Temple of Speed, where the short man, the stocky man, the Italian somehow manages to do their best. It is a wonderful race. The circuit is literally shaped like, what's that called? The Italian thing you're doing right now, John? Yeah, the hand purse. It's called the hand purse. Yeah, the circuit is shaped like the hand purse. I will be posting a meme in our Discord because I it <laughs> was hilarious do. last year. It'll be hilarious forever. Monza is the hand purse, and it's beautiful. Uh, I, I would just like to honorable mention the fearless zero lift pigeons uh, on the side of the track during qualifying. Wow. Those guys. Those, those guys wanted the best seats in the house, and I agree on their turn selection. Yeah, dude. Very good. Zero lift pigeons, they're uh, they're related to the zero lift ducks, which is how we keep track of how fast engines are. So, um, yep. There you go. Uh, I've been Ryan. I've been joined by the wonderful guys of uh, Lenny and John. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Keep it pinned. <laughs>